Welcome to the Feminine Truth Podcast with Mary Miranda, a place where you can reconnect with your wild, cyclical, and fierce truth. I am Mary Miranda, a mentor, coach, healer, and intuitive. I guide women on a journey of remembrance, reconnection, and embodiment of who they are, their essence, power, and truth by reawakening the power of their feminine energy, womb, and menstrual cycles. Join me each week to indulge in raw, unedited, and unfiltered topics to help women own and step into their divine feminine truth and become unshakable, unapologetic, and bold in who they truly are. Let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Feminine Truth Podcast with your host, me, Mary Miranda. And I was literally just sitting down about to get my day started. And I just got this huge, huge inner pull that I needed to come and speak on something that I have been struggling with for a very long time. And I kind of didn't know what exactly it was. Um, I have been probably struggling with this my whole life and I never knew. And you would think someone who's educated, who has a health sciences biology background, who is into so much uh, personal growth will know. But the truth is, is that sometimes we can have all this intellectual, logical, rational knowledge, but that doesn't mean that we know exactly what's going on in our bodies because objectively we can't really see, we can't really be in the, we know exactly what's going on because we're too much in our head, we're too much in our head. So this is something that happened to me that for the longest time I have been living in my head. It was just pretty much from the neck up and I detach, ignore and suppress being in my body, feeling in my body. So, and this happens to a lot of us women who grew up as, in a way, as perfectionism being our armor, being our mask, because that's the way we would get love. If we got everything right, if we got the good grades, if we controlled, in a way, we became controlling because we needed to control our environment, our behavior, the way we thought, the way, what the what words we said, our presence, everything. We used to have this huge control to help us be perfect so we can get love from a, a parent, both of our parents or anyone who this um, would have contributed to us developing this mask, this armor. And this is something that I struggled with and then I dealt with. And just knowing that some days I still I still find myself back in that space, but I have the awareness now, not only consciously and in my mind, my body also has awareness now that I can just right away notice and I know what's going on and I can shift, I can use the tools that I have in my box to help me move through that. So um, I'm going to go more in depth with this because I actually would like to have like an interview with someone who's an expert in anxiety. Um, to come in, we can have this beautiful discussion around it, but I kind of wanted to share a little bit of my journey around it because I didn't know I had anxiety. 
I did not know this. I remember when I was seven years old, six, seven, honestly, it was like, I was so young. I would be laying in bed about to go to bed and I would just wake up in a panic just of the thought of my parents dying, something happening to my parents. And at the time, my dad, I was living in Mexico with my mom and my siblings and my dad was always in the United States working. So he would only go seasonally to visit us each year because of his line of work. So I just remember waking up in a panic, just like a panic and just like breathing hard and just being panicking, having so much anxiety, just thinking about my parents dying, me living without my parents, something happening to my parents. It was just the worst feeling ever. And I didn't know what it was. And I never told anyone. I never told anyone because I didn't want, I, I didn't want anyone making fun of me. That was a huge wound that I had when I was growing up being made fun of and humiliated <laughs> and I just didn't want my siblings making fun of me because they quite did that a lot and I also didn't want my anyone to just I don't know I think it was just more like protecting my feelings of someone telling me I was crazy stop thinking about it so I just kind of probably learned to suppress everything because I'm like oh I'm probably gonna be told to just forget about it to stop it or to stop crying or to stop doing something you know so I kind of just learned to just be invisible in a way by not saying anything not sharing anything just keeping everything to myself because I think there were some instances that I something would happen and I would be the a victim quote-unquote but then my mom would yell at me as if it was my fault when it wasn't my fault so I kind of learned to not share nothing just because I didn't want to be blamed so you know I grew up and anxiety was within me I just didn't know fast forward high school was really chaotic really traumatic bullying all of that I had anxiety going into school every day I didn't know this Okay, I I honestly never saw any professional around this. I just kind of thought, oh, I'll deal with it. So high school was really, really a traumatic time. Um, I didn't want to go to school. I didn't have friends. I would be eating in the bathroom. <laughs> I would be sitting in my uh, social worker's office outside eating or just with an excuse to see him during my lunch hour because I didn't want to go into the lunchroom because I didn't have any friends I didn't have anyone to sit with and it was just like this miserable time that I would be constantly with this fear anxiety this is just like of women telling me well it was just not all women it was just like a specific group of Latina women who were two years younger than me <laughs> wanting to fight me and kick my ass and quote unquote um and it would just be like this threat every single day that I was gonna have someone waiting for me at the end of the school day waiting to be beat up and it was just a lot of fear and I remember crying telling my mom to to get me out of school I wanted to go to a boarding school because I felt I would be safer I would be safer at all girl burning boarding school but it was really hard, right? Because financially in the United States, they're super expensive. And I came from all Catholic school, non-school in Mexico. It was a private school. So the the culture was completely different, you know. But fast forward more to where my 20s when I decided to go to out of state for college. Um, 
just to get away, just to start all over. I was like, oh, if I start all over somewhere, I am going to make friends. I'm going to, everything's going to change. I'm going to be so happy. But that's when things got turned the worst, I guess. Um, because I realized I also had depression and I was medically diagnosed with a depression and it was a really bad time because at the time my brother was in Iraq, um, he got deployed twice, he was injured once and I do remember my, I transferred there my sophomore year and it would be a lot of calls from my mom and like the middle of the night I would be trying to get some studying for an exam I would have the next day. She would be calling me crying that something happened in the area my brother was. They got ambushed and my brother was dead. And it was just like this, uh, Iowa, my, the university, I went to University of Iowa, it was three and a half hours away from my hometown and um, Chicago area. And I remember rushing, rushing with this anxiety, this fear that I didn't know it was anxiety at the time. Um, I just felt a lot of overwhelmed feelings. I just felt like um, unsteady. I just felt like I couldn't sit still. I just felt like I couldn't breathe. It was just a lot of that, but I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was stress. This whole freaking time, I thought it was stress. Believe me, <laughs> I thought it was stress. <laughs> and I just remember, you know, my, thankfully my brother made it home safe. But we all know what happens to people that are in war. They suffer from S uh, PTSD. They suffer from anxieties, depression, like so many people, you know. So he was never the same. But we're so glad um, he's home. He's the hero of our family. <laughs> and, you know, I got into dating. Uh, not the best partners. Um, not the best choices. But somehow I needed those relationships in my life but the whole time I was with anxiety I had so much anxiety and you know once I started once I had my spiritual awakening and I started doing this work I realized that I had an anxious attachment um, sometimes it's disorganized so it kind of goes back and forth but it used to be very anxious and I you know, I didn't know this. I learned this like around 2016, 2017 when I started doing this work and I always thought I was stressed. I was just stressed. Oh, it's just stress. It'll be over. I just have to manage it. I just have to control it. But the own underlying thing was anxiety. And the underlying thing under underneath that obviously is an overactive nervous system. It's a nervous system that is constantly in um, sympathetic and it was always, I was always on fight or flight. I was always on this arousal. I was always trying to survive. I was always trying to just like feel safe because I have never felt safe until the past few years that I have done this somatic work, that I have done the work in my body, that I have done the work from the neck down, that I have gotten out of my head into my body, that I have reconnected with my womb, that I have learned so many techniques including breath work EFT those two have been game changers in my journey with anxiety and although I have not officially been diagnosed 
Um, when was it? I think it was like about three years ago that I needed, I was going through a really tough situation and I went to the doctor and he prescribed me some antidepressants, anxiety pills that I did end up taking for a few months to help me. And they greatly helped me, but I knew deep down that that was not the way for me. I'm like, no, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way. So I started doing more more tools, more techniques to ground me, to get me more out of my head. Because the overthinking and anxiety, it's just crazy, right? We all know this. People who have struggled with anxiety, it's just, it's honestly, it's so overwhelming that you get more overwhelmed by the overwhelm and you get more anxious by the overthinking. And it's just like this loop that you seem to never be out of, right? So, with the anxiety that a lot of us deal with, we don't even know where it's coming from, but everything comes from, I believe, everything somehow is rooted back to your childhood. And some of the stuff that you carry, it's uh, from your lineage, it's from, ancest- from your ancestral lineage, it's also from the womb, from the womb. Whatever your mom was feeling, what's going through you, also have that in your nervous system it's like coded in you so a lot of times like many people are like oh I had a good childhood okay yeah but you have all I had anxiety and I had a semi-okay childhood you know um so a lot of the stuff that I carried with me was also part of the when the womb when I was when my mom was pregnant with me what she was going through and before that is what she was going through when she was a a child when she was a teenage so um a lot of the things that I have are from my lineage too so it was also diving into that work so I can shift and release the trauma because for me everything was stored in my womb and a lot of it was stored most of it was stored in my womb because I ended up having a lot of womb health issues and I and there's this huge connection that I made that um, anyone, and this is just my opinion, obviously, and if you resonate with this, I invite you to sit with this information. If you're triggered, to just sit and ask yourself why you're being triggered or is why is this resonating with you in this way or how does this feel with you and kind of be your own advocate and kind of start exploring that path, right? But I highly believe that women who have um, any type of menstrual issue, womb health issue or anything like that have trauma storing their wombs, uh, emotions that they have suppressed. And this is like a feminine collective wounding that we have been silence for so many years a lot of us didn't have a voice a lot of us were not able to be empowered to be bold to be unapologetic to be ourselves right a lot of women have to contour have to mold have to wear a mask have to be this way in order to get love have to be modest have to be good girls have to be you know like all these things that we have to be suppress our womanhood, suppress our womb, suppress our connection with our bodies, our connection with our feminine energy. So a lot of that is in our sacral chakra. So a lot of that is in our womb. So therefore, all this trauma that we have, unprocessed pain, unprocessed trauma, unprocessed emotions, is storing our wombs and it gets manifested as 
health issues. It gets manifested as endometriosis. It gets manifested as fibroids. It gets manifested it gets manifested as cysts. It gets manifested of so many things. If we want to birth not only a baby, but if we want to, if we desire to birth this version of ourselves, if we desire to birth this business, if we desire to birth this idea, but we can't and we suppress it, we have all this energy being suppressing our womb. So of course something is going to happen. That energy needs to be released one way or the other. And sadly, a lot of times we end up with health issues. And the only reason why I speak about this so passionately and I with all the knowing in my body, it's because I, I have dealt with fibroids, with menstrual pain, <laughs> with ovarian cysts, with the endometriosis, I just had a surgery three years ago to remove a nine centimeter uh, fibroid from my womb. So yes, when I was doing this work, I realized it's because of so much suppression, not only as a feminine, as a woman, as a daughter, as a granddaughter, but also because of my own life experiences, my mom life experiences, even my dad's, even my family's, my grandma's, you know, so it was just like this thing. So I had to deal with all of that and I had to untangle it and I had to dive deep into that work and I had to do a lot of the deep inner healing for my womb. And magically, somehow, <laughs> the periods improve. Endometriosis, like every month, it's almost pain-free. Um, some months, it depends on what I deal with, if it's more stress or not. It gets manifested three months down the line in my period, sometimes the next period. So I use my period, my menstrual cycle as a predictor of my health, of my nervous system, of my anxiety, of my depression, of everything that I deal with. And when something, let's say I have a painful period out of nowhere, I'm like, okay, what happened the month before? Two months, two months ago, three months ago, what happened that could have caused this, right? So with the whole anxiety is that my anxiety was linked to so much stuff. It was kind of like the tip of, tip of the iceberg was the anxiety, but underneath was all this stuff that I needed to pay attention to. I needed to dive deep into all of me my past, my roots, my heritage, my ancestry, my mother wounds, my sister wounds, the wounding I had with my own feminine, my womb, my menstrual cycle, like everything. And it's just this such a beautiful integrative work that I do for not only for myself, but I had to do it for myself in order to be able to guide women to do this work for themselves too. But if you are struggling with anxiety, there's gotta be a root cause for that, right? Anxiety just doesn't happen because it happens, right? And and a lot of times uh, people, well, not a lot of times, but even last year, 2020 COVID, a lot of people dealt with anxiety because everything was out of their control. Everything was unsafe. They lost control. It was the unknown. It was the uncertainty, the unpredictability. It was the changing plans. It was the stillness, being at home, stuck. Places were closed. Food was running out. Toilet paper, everything that happened, right? New situations that you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to be over. And it was this whole huge, unpredictable, uncertain situation 
situation that happened to many of us, so many women ended up having a lot of painful periods, a lot of painful menstrual cycles, and a lot of issues, not only with their wombs, but like maybe other parts like body aches, like things like that. So a lot of it comes from this relationship we have disconnected from and dissociated with from our bodies, from our wombs, from our hearts, from who we are as feminine women. And I say feminine women more is speaking more of feminine energy, right? Because we can also be very masculine energy women. But when I say feminine women, it means more your relationship with your feminine energy. And we all have men or women, we all have feminine energy and masculine energy. So even if you don't identify as a woman, you still have feminine energy. Even if you don't identify as a man, you still have feminine energy, okay? Uh, I mean, masculine energy. So it's this relationship with your, I should just say feminine energy because I don't want to trigger anyone. <laughs> but if I'm triggering you, uh, take this as medicine, take this as uh, something to dive into because triggers are medicine and messengers. So, um, but yeah, so this is what I have gone through with anxiety. And today... <laughs> I I was sitting down, literally, I was about to start my day, and I just got this huge nudge, this here in a pool, go and do a podcast on anxiety, go and do a podcast on anxiety, and I was like, no, I have to write notes, no, do it now, do it now, and right now, um, I use a, when I do my meditation and my Reiki healing every morning, I have this specific notebook that I, it's like a journal, but for downloads, anything that gets downloaded, anything that gets channeled through. And I, I connected, I connect with plant spirits, earth spirits. So today I connected with chamomile and I had this beautiful message and chamomile is a very mothering energy type of plant, type of flower, type of herb. And anytime you need nurturing, anytime you need just self-compassion kindness to really have like this self-soothing like a hug from your mom go and drink chamomile tap into the energy so i downloaded this message from chamomile from the spirit of chamomile and i wanted to go and get the notebook and right now I like i went into this room to do my podcast because there is no echo or noise and I remember I was like, oh, I should go and get that book so I can, I should go and get my journal so I can read the channeling. And it's like, no, no, sit down and do the podcast. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and free flow and just whatever gets channeled through, it's going to be what it's meant to. Um, but yeah, so today I was just sitting there and I'm like, oh, I need to go and do a podcast on anxiety. So here I am. And some of the things that anxiety thrives in is control it's knowing it's having certainty is knowing what's going to happen in the future so being predictable that's huge and having reassurance so we don't have when we don't have reassurance that's when our anxiety kicks in because it's like oh we don't know what's going to happen something devastating can happen we're not going to survive this this is so painful and also we want to know familiar that we want to be with the familiar and if we are in an environment or in a situation that's not familiar it triggers your fight or flight, your survival mechanism within your nervous system, within your body. And this is when you don't feel safe. This is when you feel you lost control because it's the unknown, the unpredictability, the uncertainty. And a lot of times people who are control freaks, that's the way we say it, or perfectionists, we need a routine. We need a lot of structure. We need all of that because it 
provides this safetyness where we thrive in, right? So a lot of times we have to let go of that. And when we are too much in our masculine energy or too much in our head as women, um, you know, with the hustle, with the we want to do it all, we can do it all, we can be it all, <laughs> we can uh, make things happen, it's going to be up to me, we want to control, we want to fix, we want to, you know, all the hustle and all of that, it's a huge, it's just like a recipe for disaster for your anxiety to come full force. So when you start doing this work and really trying to find out why you're anxious and all of that, a lot of times it's because we are so in our masculine energy, this warrior, protective, that we have detached from our bodies, we have detached from our wombs and our hearts and our souls. And that's a lot where our feminine energy lies. And our feminine energy is kind of like this floating in water type of essence type of vibe type of energy where you can just lean back you trust you surrender um, you let go of the control you let because you trust because you are so at peace and you trust and you just surrender and lean back the unknown doesn't trigger you unpredictable situations don't trigger you not having control of everything doesn't trigger you this is when you are allowed to kind of receive to kind of just be in your body in your essence because you know that it's okay to have others help you this is huge for women um, and changing plans don't really get to you. You are in stillness and you feel safe. This is why a lot of times when people are highly anxious and have panic attacks, a lot of times meditation is not the way through because stillness creates more anxiety and where meditation kind of offers that peace of mind that getting into your body a lot of times this is just like it's gonna do the opposite for people who have a lot of anxiety so they have to go through this kind of um if you're familiar with the polyvagal theory you have to go through different exercises to climb the ladder to get to this state of safety to get to this state where your nervous system is in parasympathetic mode which is the 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 feeling of tranquility peace and all of that so you cannot you have to navigate your way through that you cannot just be highly anxious go meditate and you're gonna be okay right it depends maybe that's gonna work for you maybe it isn't that's why you need to have a guide a coach that kind of is knowledgeable about this stuff and how and it worked it helps so much when you are coaching or you have a mentor that has gone through anxiety that has gone through all of this because she knows she knows what it feels like right so I couldn't meditate before I had to navigate myself through that at first like I started just like kind of uh, listening to guided meditations that's the way I started doing it but it would be like only five minutes I couldn't handle more but one of the things that changed my mind when I started doing that work was this mindfulness meditation that helped me tap into my body, reconnect with my body. That's the one that helped me the most. And then it was guided meditations. And slowly I transitioned to just binaural beats, just music. I cannot meditate without music. And I have to have earplugs or I have to have... If I'm doing it with nothing, it has to be no noise. Like I cannot meditate with noise around me. Like I just can't. I don't know. I, that's just something that doesn't, I don't like it. I don't like it. So I do what works for me. 
So like I was saying, uh, with anxiety, you have to do, when you start doing this work, you're going to reconnect with your feminine energy. You're going to reconnect with your body, with your womb. And a lot of times just that reconnection is going to help you feel so much better with your anxiety. For me, it was a game changer too. The breath work, the EFT, the womb healing, the reconnecting with my body, the somatic work, but the feminine energy work was huge for me. And although I still have some moments where I have a lot of anxiety, especially if I don't know what's going to happen, I I catch myself right away. I just don't let it linger for longer that that it needs to, right? Especially if it's an emotion, then an emotion, you're only meant to feel the emotion for 90 seconds. After that, it's our thoughts that keep circling back to that emotion and then more emotions come or thoughts and it's just this cycle that is so hard to get out of so that's why interrupting that pattern is so needed but a lot of times the tools are the ones that are going to make a difference so if you're not aware of the tools you have to find someone or some or some guidance around that because we can go years in anxiety taking medication without knowing that there is Um, that there is an answer and maybe the answer for you is to take medication but also integrate holistic tools or integrate other tools to help you right and little by little when you talk to your psychiatrist or when you talk to your medical doctor or whomever prescribed the medication for example for me um, I just said, I, I don't want to go in this medic- medication anymore. I, I don't want to be in it anymore. So little by little, I started decreasing, decreasing the dosage. And I was only taking like 10 milligrams. So it wasn't that big, that much. But I didn't want to be attached to a medicine. And it helped me for the time it needed to, you know. And if at any point I go through a time that I feel like, oh, you know what, I I need help, I will seek the help because it's okay to get help, right? And sometimes if it's Western medicine, then sometimes that's what we need, right? But it has, you have to feel okay with that decision. You have to be okay with that. So I told my doctor, so we decreased the medication and I was doing more inner work. I was doing more womb healing. I was being, I reconnected more with nature. I started doing more things. So now that when anxiety comes, I right away know I'm like, oh, what's going on? Why am I anxious? Where is this coming from? And sometimes I can dive deep into that. Sometimes it's just like very surface level. Okay, why, why am I thinking, what am I thinking that is producing this anxiety to keep um, circling back more and more or to keep compounding? That's the word I'm looking for, to keep compounding. And for my body to be like all activated, like what's going on? Why is my nervous system activated right now? And then I just dive deep into that. And then I just start exploring sometimes an quick EFT session does it sometimes it's breath work sometimes it's taking a walk sometimes it's um you know I work out in the morning so I don't really work out during the day in case one day I feel stressed and I can just go for a run no um so I do what works for me right and sometimes it's just more like journaling sometimes it it, it is it depends sometimes it's intuitive sometimes it's on the spot sometimes it's whatever is whatever I feel pulled to do or called to do at the moment to help me that's where I'm gonna seek but with the anxiety um obviously when I was doing this work I also did the work for my childhood I also did the work to heal those trigger moments that I had like when I was like six seven eight I don't remember exactly that age when I used to wake up out of nowhere panic 
I revisited that moment in my childhood and talked to that little girl and soothe her. And I think this is where chamomile can have a huge impact to the energy of chamomile that is soothing, that it helps with anxiety, that it helps give you that peace of mind, that it gives, it's like a hug from a mom. And <laughs> that's the way I could, I feel chamomile is. So it just depends, right? But sometimes you have to go back into your childhood and heal that specific situation by mothering or fathering yourself so like reparenting work so I've done that so that situation although I think about it it doesn't produce in my body that anxiety that panic anymore because I know my parents are alive right now and if something were to happen I hope it doesn't anytime soon I know I'm gonna be okay and it's gonna hurt like hell I know but I also know that I have so many tools and I have so many venues to help me move through that stuff if it ever comes, right? Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of that. The high school situation, I revisited that. I, I, you know, it is, it's just a lot of doing the inner work. It's also a lot of like getting to know the previous versions of yourself and being thankful for them. And like, wow, thank you for helping me move through that situation. Thank you for helping me navigate high school. Thank you for helping me. You were so strong. You were so courageous because you graduated. And, and it's so sad, but a lot of Latinas in my, in my, my school, a lot of them didn't, or graduated from high school, and that was it, and I went on to university, and I was fine, I made it through, but yet, I carried all this trauma and anxiety in my body until I hit my rock bottom, I had my spiritual awakening, and I realized that that stuff was in my body, in my womb, and I needed to release it, and I needed to let it go, and I needed to move through it, and I needed to just really reconnect with who I am at my core. That's when my life changed. That's when my life shifted. And so anxiety, it's probably going to be with me. I don't let it define me. I don't, I never say I'm an anxious person. I just say I'm going through anxiety right now. I feel anxious, but I never said I have anxiety or I don't identify as an anxious person anymore. I used to when I first started learning that I had anxiety and it was not stress, what I thought it was stress, it was actually anxiety and panic attacks. So now it's like anytime a situation comes through that where I feel a lot of anxiety, I just sit with it, I feel it, I understand it, I empathize with it. Um, I try to be as loving and compassionate and nurturing and kind to myself. I try to really find the message in the anxiety because it's a messenger if my bot my nervous system is being activated aroused and triggered that means that there is uh, something going on there that i have to pay attention to and a lot of times it's this disconnection we have with our bodies that keeps giving us that anxiety or that whatever we're going through is kind of kind of like knocking on the door like hey hey reconnect with me, see me, I'm here, I want to tell you something, <laughs> you know, a lot of times I feel like anxiety is that, or even depression, it's like, it's like a, a knock on the door from our bodies to our heads, kind of like, hey, get out of your head, come into the body and feel me, acknowledge me, see me, witness me, a lot of times 
I feel like anxiety is just that. It's there pestering you in a way until you turn inward and you pay attention to it, you feel it, and you realize what's going on, you know? And sometimes, like I said, it depends whatever you want for yourself, what resonates with you, how you want to um, live your life. Sometimes it's it's a marriage between Western medicine and, a, and an Eastern approach, holistic approach, integrative approach. Sometimes it's both the medicine and the meditation, the medicine and the EFT, right? A lot of times it's just like for peace. Some people it's like, you know what? I just want to do it holistically and you do it holistically and you really do this work because when I stopped taking the medication, the anxiety did come, the depression did come, but I'm like, okay, this is a cry for help from my body, from my my soul, from my womb, like what's going on? And that's when I dove deeper and I just had to move myself through it and I knew I could do it. I'm like, you're going to be able to do it. You're going to be able to do it. And I did. And some days they come and when those days come, I'm just more loving, nurturing to myself. I'm just more kind. I... You know, I talk to myself the way I wish my mom talked to me. I hug myself the way I wish the way I wish my mom did. I reparent myself, and a lot of times, anxiety—it's our inner child. For me, it was my inner child. So, I really hope this helps. Um, it's a little bit of my story with anxiety. <laughs> we just—I'm still like some days. I'm just like, how did I not know I had anxiety all these years and panic attacks? I thought it was just stress, like just stress, like anyone's stressful, you know. But no, mine was like, um, and of course, stress is a part of stress is anxiety. Your nervous system is activated, right? But I just never thought about anxiety, and I, it just blows my mind that I just didn't have that that it didn't click in my head right and I'm so logical I was so in my masculine energy I was so rational that I, I intellect intellectualize everything so when when I started doing this work like that changed that changed because I dropped into my body into my womb and things just completely shifted for me so I really hope this resonates with you let me know your thoughts and if you struggle with anxiety I'm sending you so much love I know what it's like I just had an episode today and I just did some EFT. I am, I kind of like, when I do my EFT is so different and I was able to find the root of the thought that was producing the more more anxiety in my body. And I, was, I shifted from that. And then I was sitting down doing this work, um, was starting to do my work for the day. And right away, the pull, the downloads came, like my intuition is like, no, you have to go and do a podcast. So I was like, okay, here I am. My feminine energy, just free flowing, going with the flow, just talking from my experience and my story. And I know this is probably going to help someone. Someone's going to resonate with it. If it trigger you, I'm sending you so much love too. I hope you are able to take this as a medicine, as a message and dive deep into what's going on for you how this lands in your body how this feels in your body so yes i appreciate any feedback reach out to me at feminine truth podcast on instagram and facebook 
reach out to me if you have any questions, if you resonated with this, and if you want more episodes that are free-flowing or intuitively led like this, let me know in the reviews. Let me know. And if this resonates with you, share it in your Instagram story. Share it with anyone that can be going through this. And for me, the way through anxiety was diving deep into my body reconnecting with my womb, with my feminine energy, with my menstrual cycle, with my truth, who I really am, and realizing all the stuff that I was carrying in my body, the trauma, the unprocessed pain, unprocessed emotions, the collect feminine collective suppression of, of being a woman in this world, thanks to the oppression of the patriarchy. And Uh, what we carry from our lineages, especially our feminine lineage as women, what our moms, our grandmas went through that we are carrying within us. We also have to do the work for that. Um, So yeah, so anxiety, although it is very real, it can also be a messenger. It can also be your own medicine um, that's going to help you with some situation. I'm not sure what you're going through. But I love you. I'm sending you so much love. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for being part of this conversation for Feminine Truth Podcast. This podcast is for you, for me, for us, for the Feminine Collective. Thank you so much for spending your time and energy with us. Share on Instagram and Facebook stories what resonated with you. And if you're listening to this and for anyone to get a hold of this podcast at Feminine Truth Podcast, and if you feel called to leave us a review, let us know your thoughts, let let us know how this has felt for you listening to the podcast. And the episodes are going to be every Tuesday. So I cannot wait to see you next time. Sending so much love.